Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Welcome everyone to our workshop of how to change your relationship with food. And I wanted to start this with a quote from Thomas Jefferson, who said, if you want something you've never had before, you must be willing to do something you've never done, which I think is such a beautiful thing when we're talking about our relationship with food. It just comes down to being willing to do something different. So we've got a lot to cover. We're going to be going through this in 30 minutes today. I wanted to keep it super punchy. So the plan for today, oh yeah. So normally when I run these sessions, I like to keep it super interactive and I take questions on the fly. But since we've got a lot to cover in a short amount of time today, oh yeah, Claire's joining from Cornwall. Beautiful. Um, So I'll just ask you to save your questions till the end. And I've actually, well, we can go over time if we need to with the questions, but I want to get through everything so that we can just keep it to time today. Um, Okay. So plan is, I'll just do a quick, super super quick introduction about myself for those of you who aren't so familiar with me. Um, And then we're going to talk about the three different types of relationship with food that are possible. Um, Then we're going to actually do a magic wand exercise. So you're going to need to write something for that. So if you haven't got a um, if you, you write on your computer, great. If you want a notebook or a pen, you might want to grab that now. So you've got that ready for the exercise. Um, then we're going to talk about the one sneaky thing that's holding you back from having the relationship with food that you really want. And then we've got, we'll talk about um, so the thing that's holding you back. And then we'll look at the, the two essential skills to have that naturally healthy relationship with food. And then we'll look at the um, the easiest way to take your first baby step. And um, yeah, that will be it. So um, that's super quick intro. So the most important thing that I think you should know about me is that I'm a huge food lover. I always have been. I love cooking. I love food. I like all the things that I like writing about food. I like taking photos of food. I like eating, I like going to restaurants. I love traveling for food. I like shopping for food, all the things. And so I used to be a food science. I studied food science at university, worked in the food industry for many years. And then I had a career change where I was a winemaker for about five years. Um, but now I'm a health coach and I'm also an author. So I've got a cookbook called Five Ingredients, 10 Minutes. Um, and in terms of my relationship with food, like I was never super overweight, but my my relationship with food was very struggled. It was such an effort and um, it was very struggled. <laughs> it was like, it was just, it was really, um, yeah, it was, it was like lots of pain and it wasn't peaceful at all um, until about three years ago when I learned to like this skill of learning to listen to my tummy, which is like li- and listening to my body, which is something that we're going to talk about soon. So where, so now like it's, really easy. I'm at my ideal way. It's not a struggle. I get to enjoy all the food I love. It's like, it's so fun. And I love helping other people get to this like really beautiful place as well. Um, so that's, that's me. Um, so yes, my, when, when I studied food science, I did study nutrition um, and I've you know got a certification in health coaching as well. So that's me. So now let's talk about the three types of relationship with food that's, that are possible. And the reason I wanted to do this is that I think it's important to, so that you can identify like exactly where you are now and also like where you'd like to get to. Um, 
Um, so that's why I thought I would co- I would cover this first. So there's the three the three phases or three different types of relationship with food. First one is I call like the don't care or the random phase. Um, next one's called the diet mentality, and then the third one I call naturally healthy. So when we think like so, if we look at the, in detail at the first one that I don't care that random when you're in that random place. So when you're there, you're just eating whatever. You're like, you know, see a donut, eat the donut. <laughs> like you're not intentional at, at all. And like, and what happens in you in that like don't care random phase is that you're often like you're overindulging because you're just eating like whatever happens to be in front of you. And um, and then you're like regretting your choices. So you're in that cycle of like overeating and then feeling bad and beating yourself up. And you, you know, you're not feeling great. Like you generally have low energy it feels like you're a bit out of control um, and, and it can be a bit scary and you're kind of in that cycle of like guilt and shame and feeling a lot of regret for your choices and your weight can be the, it tends to be erratic or increasing. So that's that first um, random I don't care phase. And actually as we're going through these, I want you to think about like where are you at now? Just like be really honest with yourself like um, and I'll get you to share in the chat when we go through them all um so the next phase so that there's the random phase we're just eating eating randomly um the next phase is like the diet mentality phase and in when you're in diet mode um you know what that's like like there's there's a lot of restriction and there's rules um depending on what diet you're following like it could be keto where there's no carbs it could be like you're vegan um, like you're counting things. Um, there's a lot, like there's a list, generally a list of forbidden foods. Like don't, touch, can't, can't eat, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. Um, there's a lot of moralizing around food. So seeing food as good and bad. Um, and it's really antisocial. Like it's so, it's you know, fine when you're eating in your own controlled environment, but if you have to like go to a restaurant or you're traveling, it's like freaks you out because, um, and because yeah, yeah, how am I, how am I going to you know, stick with my diet rules when I've got these other factors in play? Um, and the other thing with the diet mentality is that there can be a lot of like you know you like have that like what the hell mentality um, thing happening on where um, you'll like mess up for the day. So you ruin the ruin the day. So then it's like oh well I'll just eat everything and then I'll start again on Monday or I'll start again next month or I'll start again in January, um, even though it's like January now <laughs> I'll start next year. Um, and the thing is that with, with the diet mentality, yeah, like you do see results, like you get that rapid weight loss, but then you also get the the peaks as well, where it like, it's like you, you, it come, when you're on in diet mode, you know, the weight's coming off, but then as soon as you go into what the hell mode, um, you know, the weight comes back on. So it's not sustainable. Um, and even if you, when you do reach your goal, like there's a lot of fear around, oh, the weight's going to come back. And you like, you know, there's, it's just this, like, so it's not like you ever get to a place of ease with it. It's always on your mind. So that's the second phase. And then the third, third phase is what I call naturally healthy. And this is like the lesser known phase. A lot of people don't even know that this is possible. And when you're naturally healthy, this is when you get the best of both worlds. So it's when you get to enjoy the food you love. Um, and you also get to feel really good in your body. So it's like you're eating like a normal person. So you just like you eat proper meals, whatever that is for you, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or maybe if you're just like me, just have lunch and dinner and a snack. But and you're eating snacks if you if that if that feels good for you, but you're intentional about, about your meal schedule. And 
because and you also like you're listening to your body so rather than having like these external lot of rules and counting calories and just trying to use your brain to micro or someone else to tell you how much food you should be eating you're just listening to your body and letting your body guide you so it feels really good and the cool thing with that is then it doesn't matter like you're going out to a restaurant you know your body can guide you and how much to eat when you're full you're like great (laughs) stop if you're traveling you know you, you take your body wherever you go so it's like you're not like freaking out because it's just this normal natural thing and the the cool thing with this like when you're in this naturally healthy place is that you just feel really calm and relaxed around food so you can plan and look forward to things like so you get that anticipation which is amazing um but there and there's like you just feel confident and in control so um, and the thing with when you're naturally healthy, like your weight is either stable or if you like are losing, like if you have come, coming out at the beginning, like you are losing weight, but it tends to be very slow. Um, and, you know, it's not like 10 pounds by Tuesday kind of thing. Um, but the cool thing is that it's it's slow, but it's also sustainable. So that you don't like you're not doing anything any, everything that you're doing when you're naturally healthy, like because you're just like you're eating with ease and you're eating like a normal person, there's no crazy rules that you're following. So there's no, um, you don't have that fear that you're going to gain the weight back because you're go- whatever you're doing as a naturally healthy person, you're willing to keep doing that for the rest of your life because it's just like normal life. Like this is becomes part of who you are. Um, and so, it, yeah, I just it, it's this, this place of ease and joy around food. So you actually get to enjoy the good stuff without the guilt or without the shame, without the regret. And also, like, you, you know, you eat a reasonable amount. It's like, you, you know, if you're having ice cream, you have your bowl of ice cream, you love your ice cream, but there's no, like, desire to go back and, like, finish, like, tubs and tubs of the stuff because, you know, you trust and you have that self-trust because, you know, okay, well, we're good. we're going to have ice cream again next week or we're going to have ice cream again another time. So it's like, yeah, it's this place of ease. So I want you to have a think now about like, where are you at now? And just type in the chat and let me know. So um, yeah, like, are you in that don't care random phase? Are you in like diet mentality phase or are you naturally healthy or are you somewhere in between those or do you, do you flit in between? So Cindy's saying she's in don't care phase, (laughs) Lynn's diet mentality, Samantha's diet mentality, right? Great. And what the hell? (laughs) Don't care. Lisa's don't care. Great. Great. So yeah. Amazing. Um, Jill's saying very much in between all three. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing is that you can be in, in both. And so, um, what we're going to do now, though, is a little magic wand exercise. And the purpose of this is to really like get clear about where you, so this is where you're at now. Like, where would you like to get to? So grab your notebook or um, open up a note on your computer. And I want you to think about like, if we could wave a magic wand, like just suspend your disbelief for the moment, if we could wave a magic wand and anything was possible. Like, what would your relationship with food look like in 12 months' time? So this time next year, January 2024, like, what would your relationship, if we could make it, if we could just snap our fingers and any, you could just, we could be there and everything was changed that you wanted it to be changed, like, what, how would your relationship with food be? Like, what would you be noticing? And what would be, like, what would be different to now? So I'll just give you a little bit of, time to a couple of minutes to just write that down.
Okay. So maybe like if you want to type in the chat and just share, like what, what did you write down? Like what, what would you be noticing? Like if you had this, if your relationship with food was exactly what you wanted it to be, what would that look like for you? And share in the chat. I'm curious to see what you've come up with. Great. Lynn said, stop thinking about it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, doesn't take up all your whole life. It's like you eat at mealtimes, think about food then, but the rest of your time you can get on with the other things. Cindy's saying, I notice, notice the lifting of a huge background of stress. Yeah. Sandy, Sandra's saying, um, eat to fullness mindfully. Yeah. Guilt-free said Samantha. Yeah. Making healthy choices with ease. Yeah. So it's like the choices that you make feel good. Yeah. Cravings would be gone. Yeah. Eat only when I'm hungry and not for any emotional or coping reasons, Roxy said. Yeah, so so beautiful. Yeah, stop unsatisfied. Excitement about eating healthy food. Yes, Samantha. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like it's like you're eating healthy food because you love healthy food and you're also eating like stuff that's not necessarily healthy, but you're getting both and you're excited about everything you eat. So good. You know what sat- Lynn's saying, know what satisfied looks like. Yeah. Okay, so that's where you'd like to get to, and just um, just just keep that in in your mind of like just that that it could be possible for you to get to this place. But we're going to look now at like what's holding you back from getting there, and basically like there's one sneaky little thing that's that's holding all of us back from getting whatever it is that we want, um, and change like to and the one sneaky thing that holds us back from changing, and it's not your age, it's not your hormones, it's not your lack of willpower, it's not your genetics, it's not your level of fitness, it's not that you hate exercise, it's not that you love food too much. The re- the really re- reason is, is um, and the, the reason I know that it's not all those reasons is because there's people who've had those, those they've had the hormones, they've had the lack of willpower, they've had all those, those reasons and they've been able to overcome them. So the only real reason that you aren't able to change, and this applies to any like anything, like any any area of your life that you're not changing, the only real reason is because you don't believe that you can change. And so it's this lack of self-belief. And I'm guilty of it as well, for sure. And um, Henry Ford has a beautiful quote. He said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right either way. And um, so that really sum, sums up this this self belief thing. Like if you don't believe, think that you can do something, then you can't. Like it, it's it doesn't happen. And so how do we overcome this lack of self belief? And it's really just first step is deciding to believe in yourself no matter what, and then actually thinking thoughts on purpose to help you. Um, help you change that that belief. So I actually this year's my year of self belief, and my the thought that I'm thinking on purpose. There's actually two thoughts I'll share with you um, that I'm telling my I'm writing in my journal every day. I'm thinking it all the time. Is like I believe in myself, I will succeed. So I'll paste those in the chat. And um, let's just can't you can't talk and paste at the same time. So that's to everyone. Great. Um, and so what I would recommend doing to help start start building this belief in yourself is to write that start writing that those thoughts that thought down every day I believe in myself I believe in myself and 
Then the second way to build that self-belief is to work with a coach. And as like as a health coach, like it really is. And you know, when I work with, I work with I've all sorts of coaches. <laughs> like for me, like um, last year, business coach, of course, but I've worked with a sex coach, I've worked with a marriage coach. And really the job of a coach is to hold that belief that you can change for you and like be that support network, have that belief for you while you're building the belief in yourself. Um, and the cool thing is that like when you work with a coach, like you'll have like the them holding the belief for you. And they also like when you work with me, like I have an actual simple process for you to follow. So you can have me believing in you and you have that process so you can trust the process while you're learning to trust yourself. So speaking of process, so I promised you that I would talk about the, like the two essential skills to become this naturally, to have a naturally healthy relationship with food and so that you can like reach and stay at your natural weight with ease. And those two skills are like, I, it, um, I kind of, I know it seems like that surely there must be more to it, but they, these two skills are really all it takes. And the first one is making intentional choices. And the second one is listening to your body, like listening to your tummy. So um, making intentional choices, like that's a pretty, it is, it is quite broad, but what that means is how that, like what that actually breaks down to. It's like eating proper meals and snacks rather than like randomly grazing all day. Um, it's, and it's like being intentional about your choices. So deciding ahead of time, if you're like how much you're, you're going, like if you're having treats, if you're having sugar, if you're having alcohol, if you're having other, whatever, you know, potato chips, whatever, that you're like using your brain, like the best part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex to make good decisions around like what you're having and how much you're having. So, um, so yeah, like so you're deciding ahead on and then you're not using your emotional brain to decide in the moment because we all know if we use it, if we're making decisions in the moment about like how much ice cream to have, like there's always like, oh, we want more ice cream or we want more another glass of wine. Um, yeah. Okay, Murphy's saying making choices, um, decisions is so difficult. Whatever I decide ahead of time, my mind rebels against the latter. Okay, and that's like... And part of making intentional choices is, first of all, like deciding ahead. So the fact that you're deciding ahead is great, Murphy, but then the next part of that skill is learning to coach yourself in the moment so that um, your mind, like when your mind rebels, like you're prepared for that and you have tools to um, to coach yourself and to stick to your choices. And that's a, that's a part of, like that's one of the skills that we'll learn that I teach people in the Naturally Healthy Club. Um, so that's like the intentional choices. So there's pr eating proper meals and snacks, um, deciding ahead around treats and alcohol, and then also being intentional with your thoughts and changing your mindset. And that's where the self-coaching piece comes in, Murphy, to help you stick to those decisions. Um, so like, and again, it's like, and this is part of the building your self-belief, like being intentional about the thoughts that you think about yourself. Because if you're thinking, I'm not going to stick to this choice anyway, then of course you don't stick to the choice. Whereas you're, if you're thinking like, oh, it's going to be better when I stick to my choice, you, like you, you can coach yourself and change those thoughts. And that really is the key to change. So there's making intentional choices, which is quite a broad bucket. And then there's the other skill is like this skill of learning to listen to your body. And I know, like, if you think, like, there's no way Jules I could ever learn that. <laughs> um, 
I know I was, I used to be the same, like, and I remember like, I, so I, um, like I tried in my, in, like tried this, like, uh, what's it called? Um, not intentional eating. eating. Mindful. No, not mindful. Mindful eating. Um, uh, no, no, no. Um, intuitive eating. So I like read a book about that and I tried it and like, no, it didn't work. And the reason it didn't work for me was because I didn't really believe it would work. And so, um, yes, like this skill and just it is possible for you to learn. And I know it's possible because I've figured it out for myself and also I've taught hundreds of people how to do it as well. And so when you like listen to, learn to listen to your tummy, what that looks like is that you stop like micromanaging and weighing stuff and using your brain to decide. And you really learn to like tune in to your internal satiety cues. And the thing is that they are there, like we all have them. It's just that through diet culture and like you know, media and like counting calories and all these things, we've been taught to override ride them but they are still there and it's just a matter of learning relearning to tune into them um and like if I can do this like you can totally you, you will be able to do it as well like it, it and it's surprising that when you have that belief that you can do it that and you like that and you give it the airtime and the space to to learn the skill it is like you will get there um so I I know like like that that, that there's so that it's two skills that we focus on um but and it's I know it seems like a lot but in the like naturally healthy club I really break it down into like step by step so it's like the t- we break it down into like the smallest habits the tiniest habits and the t- and the mindset changes um and so that it's not overwhelming like so that it makes it really doable and possible um Okay, Roxy's asked a great question. I'll save that for the end, Roxy. Um, okay. So, and I promised you, so we're doing well on time, Jules. Um, so I promised you like a clear, actionable first step. So like this is something that you can start today, like that you can do on your own straight away. And um, and so that the the super doable first step and the first, like the first baby step to learning those two essential skills and this this helps with both of them making intentional choices but really it this is really critical um, in helping you learn to listen to your body and um and it also helps you like there's a side benefit as well <laughs> well um like a side effect that you actually get to enjoy your food more because um because um, you're slowing down and the 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 way that I the, the that the actual tiny habit that I encourage you to start with now is just putting it it's really simple just putting your cutlery down between bites and the reason for this is that like the slower like when you're eating really fast if you're shoveling like it's the, the faster you eat the harder it is to of course like pay attention to the food um and the harder it is to like to, to hit to, to notice when you when your body's satisfied so the slower the more you slow down a the more you'll enjoy your food but also the easier it is for you to for you to feel and to check in with your tummy and the the concrete habit that we do the like tiny habit that we start with for that is just this putting your cutlery down between bites or if you're eating a burger like putting the burger down between bites or even like the other night um I was chewing on a like T-bone steak bone and I was putting the bone down in between bites. Um, as, so it's a little bit messy, but it's just, it slows you down because otherwise you can be like, it, and it's just like that one thing makes a huge difference in how fast you eat and how much you enjoy your food. Um, and so all it is, is like, you know, whenever you notice that you've like, 
you've got food in your mouth and you're chewing and you've got your cutlery or you're loading up, you no, no, that's not what we're doing. Okay, just put it down. Remind yourself, okay, we like, and it's it's really there's no rush, and you can just choose again, and then just whenever you notice, oh yeah, okay, slowing down, um, and it's really it's like a much nicer way to eat. So, so that is the first step that I would encourage you to to embark on um, if you want to change your relationship with food. Um, great. So that's um. Yeah, and that so that that's that's all I, I I wanted to cover on. So yeah, we like we looked at your like where you want to get to. We've we've looked at the three um the three types of relationship with food. So the don't care, the diet mentality, and naturally healthy. We did that magic wand exercise. The sneaky little thing that's holding you back really is that self belief piece. And then the two essential skills to changing and having a healthy relationship with food. First, making intentional choices and learning to coach yourself so that you stick to those choices. And then the second is listen, learning the skill of listening to your tummy. And our first, um, first, first actionable, doable step for that that skill is just putting your calorie down in between bites um, and just practicing that and focusing. And that's something that, like. I'm always, I, I still do all the time. And like, I'm actually having a week, like last week I had a week of just focusing on putting my cutlery down just to remind myself to do it because it's at, like, we all can get into that habit of rushing. So what's next? Um, so really encourage you to like focus on that self-belief and putting your cutlery down between bites. Oh yeah. So the, the self-belief thought was, you know, I just telling yourself, I believe in myself, write it on a post-it note, set a reminder on your phone, like get into the habit of thinking that thought it's going to it's, it's going to change your life, um, and then so those two things, and then putting your cutlery down between bites, and just thing I wanted to leave you with is that like you don't have to do this on your own. So if you want to be supported to learn these two essential skills of making intentional choices and listening to your body, then you can apply for the Naturally Healthy Club. So I'll just put the um, the link to the the invitation page i'll just put that in the chat there so if you want to check it out um and so with the naturally healthy club i'll guide you through the simple process so that you can trust the process while you're learning to trust yourself and also like when you work with me i like i get to i only work with people that i know i can help so uh, you know, you'll have me believing in you while you're building that belief in yourself um and it's really fun and I would love to be a coach. Um, and if you're not sure like that you can change, um, the thing that I want to really impress on you is that all you really need right now, you don't need to have to know how to do, do it. If you want to change, if you want to like become that person that we you just wrote about in your in that magic wand exercise, all you need is the desire to change. Like you just have to want it. And then the first step is making a decision that you're going to go for it. And then like, I can take care of the, re the rest and, and, and really guide you and hold your hand through that process. Um, and what else? Yeah, the first step is to decide. So if you like, if you're not sure, just like put in an application for the Naturally Healthy Club anyway, and we can set up some time to chat about whether it would be a good fit for you. Um, and I have that application process to make sure that because it, you know, it won't work for it absolutely every everyone so I and make sure that it is a good fit before we get started so that we're both setting ourselves up for success 
Okay, so that's it for for today. So we're gonna I'll um, hand over to questions. So Roxy had already asked. So just type in the chat if there's something that you want me to cover. Anything about the things that we've spoken about today, or if you want to cover, um, if you've got any questions about Naturally Healthy Club or any, happy to take questions on anything. <laughs> um, if you want to ask about my plant or my um, indigofera, <laughs> that's good too. Um, okay, so. Roxy had said, um, how do I trust myself to change when I have tried and failed so many times before? And this is such a great question, Roxy. I'm glad that you asked that. Um, and oh, actually, yeah, so like, that's it for the presentations. If you, um, you're free, free to go go now and we'll, we'll but I'm going to hang around and um, answer qu questions. Um, so um, let's see. Roxy said, yeah, it's a, how do I trust myself to change when I've tried and failed so many times before? Um, and, and saying thank you. Yeah, awesome, Jack. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Roxy, like that's a that's a that's a really good question. And the the thing is that, like, remember our Thomas Jefferson quote, like, you know, if you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done. So even if you've tried and failed like so many times before and but like think about the like what you were doing those times that you failed like what was the the method that you were using it was probably some sort of diet where you were restricting um and that's when whenever we restrict roxy like that always that that doesn't work like because um it there's a part of like there's there's different types of hunger and there's this thing called psychological hunger so when we're restricting we're actually building our desire for food so you know if you're like telling yourself i can't have carbs um like i'm going i'm going to be keto and i'm not having carbs and all of a sudden you're thinking about bread and pasta all the time like that's psychological hunger so when you've tried and failed in the past you were probably doing something that wasn't sustainable and so of course, that's why you failed. It wasn't because you were weak-willed. It was because you were restricting and probably restricting in some way and or you're counting calories and that was building your psychological hunger. And so you can do that for you know a few months or you can do it. Some people can like with that have really strong willpower can do it for like six months, but ultimately like you can't sustain that restriction for forever and so that's when you fall off the wagon and you feel like you failed um so that's that like i think understanding why you failed in the past is really helpful roxy and then you know not using a same this not following the same method in the in the future so by trying a different approach that gives you the tr the confidence that you can like that this time will, will be different because you're um like you, you know, you're, you're you're trying it from a different thing, and you're not going to if you're not restricting, then you're not building up that psychological hunger. Um, so, like, not a lot of people know about psychological hunger, but it, it is a real, real, real thing. So, so that's that that's that's it. Like trying using a different approach where you're not restricting is really key. And then also, Roxy, like, um, I think you know, under really understanding your mindset and like how your thoughts and your beliefs and that self-belief piece, like how that plays into it is really key as well. So in the past, if you hadn't, um, you know, you could be, if you're not looking at your thoughts and your beliefs, if you're not changing those at, at the same time that you're making the the changes, that's another reason why you can fail, fail because, um, 
you're not actually changing your self-concept, like how you see yourself. And so if you're see if you still see yourself as someone who struggles with food, who's or who has a bad relationship with food or you know, it, it, that is failing, then if you don't change that mindset, that, that self-concept, you can you can diet and you can can restrict for a while and get get results. But it again, it, it's not sustainable because you still see yourself as someone who struggles. And so that ends up being what you do is that you create ways for you, yourself to struggle. So that's why like when I work with people, most of it is actually more mindset stuff than food stuff. It's kind of crazy. Like it's it's have it's it's a combination of habits and mindset. So um so that's really, really how you can build trust is like by changing your self-concept and by trying a different approach, Roxy. So does that answer your question? Does that feel feel good? Um, yeah, great. Okay, awesome, awesome, great. Okay, Murphy's asked um, what kind of things are not a good fit? Um, that's a good question, Murphy. I, like I really, I, the, the really, um, the, the thing that isn't a good fit really is when whether someone's really ready to change like so it's like whether if someone like if I sense that someone's like kind of wants to but not really like they're not really well willing to like you know give it a good good like to to commit to like doing the work then that's really the the main thing that isn't a good fit um because like, and you know yourself, like sometimes you want something, but you don't really, you're not really ready to, to make those changes yet. And that's, that's really the number one thing that I look out for. Um, yeah. And then everything else is fine. And also like, um, I've sometimes I've come across like people with like mental health things that they, that can like, um, that can, can be a, a thing that I, that's something that's on my mind as well. Just making sure, um, you know, I have like that, like there's no like things that need medical attention that can be a, another thing that that isn't a, isn't a good fit for coaching um so we, i just I'd like to, like to screen for both of those things um yeah great question Murphy okay does anyone have any other questions another one that often comes up is like you know how much time does it take if you're wanting to change to change your relationship with food that's a, a common question i get asked and I'm really mindful of like we're all busy and like your relationship with food, yes, it's big, but it's only one part of your life. And so I've really designed the Naturally Healthy Club to be as like as efficient as possible. And I'm really mindful of my relationship with time as well. So um, so the thing that I, that I the, if you're willing to commit, like I give there's an exercise I get everyone to do that's like takes five minutes a day. So you need five minutes a day and then we have like our weekly calls. So there's a weekly coaching call and those are like, I run them as a, like a, in the, the, for the next group, I'm going to run them as a 30 minute session. So it'll be 30 minutes a week. Um, and then, but they'll also be like, you know, I'll be around for questions and coaching afterwards as well. So, but if you can commit like 30 minutes a week for the weekly call and five minutes a day for the, the daily practice and that's, that's it. Um, okay, bye, maybe Irishman's just off to work. <laughs> um, excellent, great. And another question that comes up is, um, you know, people that struggle with emotional eating, like, do we do anything around that? And that is another piece of work that we do in the Naturally Healthy Club is just like learning to 
um, to handle our emotions in a naturally healthy way. So rather than using food to cope, finding other ways to soothe ourselves and to um, to like to calm ourselves and to feel our feelings instead of like always turning towards food. So that's a, another key thing that comes up. Um, okay, awesome, Sandra. Great. Well, we might wrap up there. So um, thank you everyone for attending live. Really great. And yeah, if you want to join the Naturally Healthy Club, check out the, the link. And um, we're actually starting next group starts um, the 6th of 7th, 6th/7th of Feb. And applications are open now, but they're closing um, next week on the 2nd of Feb. So have a beautiful day wherever you are or a beautiful evening. And I will hopefully see you soon. Okay. Bye, everyone. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free recipe app, Stone Soup 6 Ingredients 20 Minutes. It's full of hundreds of easy whole food recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. It's the perfect little resource to have right on your phone for those inevitable times when you're in the supermarket thinking, wow, what am I doing for dinner? It's available for both iOS and Android, and I add new recipes every week. So it's a really great resource to get for free. See the link in the show notes, or if you just Google Stone Soup and click on the free recipe app page, that'll give you the details of how to grab your free copy.